And but the thing is, like, like so she won't be talking to her. And then I'll go downstairs in an hour, and they'll be singing songs and laughing together. So I can't ever figure out what the fuck is going on. Right. So I just I just sit by myself and like when you guys need an intervention, come get me. But until then, (laughs) when one of you's unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. When I have to when I have to pull you off of each other, let me know. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm okay. You getting ready for another side swipe of another hurricane? Oh, it's not going <laughs> to hit us. It's going straight up the panhandle. Uh, this, this <sighs> there, a- there must be... I don't know. There must be a bunch of homosexuals up there because God keeps sending it that way. Uh, I mean, uh, there must be because, like... It's looking to hit Louisiana head on again. I mean, that's crazy. And we're up to we're up to Storm Zeta, so I don't know what's going to happen. I know, right? If we get another one, but Jesus Christ. Storm Uno, Storm Dos, <laughs> Storm Trace. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. But it's all right, Chris, because, you know, we don't have much time left. (laughs) Um, It's almost over. I think we've probably got one more. uh, One more podcast before the end, (laughs) according to Pat Robertson. Oh, well, I mean. Pat Pat Robertson has told us that God told him that Donald Trump will win re-election. And that will be followed by mass civil unrest a war against Israel and some kind of asteroid strike on the globe. Oh, nice. (laughs) So, you know, run up the damn credit cards. (laughs) I mean, don't wear pants out of the house. You might as well. Whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. Pat Robertson, one of those guys that, that claims to heal people by touching them. He's one of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, God talks directly to him. I guess my question is, how come he's not going to like hospitals and and touching COVID patients and and healing them? Well, because he's a fraud. (laughs) Well, I know that, but. Well, if he had any powers, (laughs) you know, he'd be laying his hands every time, everywhere, going to, you know, hospital wards and healing the sick. But he's nothing but bullshit. (laughs) You know, and there are, there are little old ladies who send in their life savings because, you know, God talks to him. Mm. <sighs> he says, what I think very frankly is the only thing that will fulfill the word of Jesus is some kind of asteroid strike on the globe. It's sudden destruction. It's not going to be some nuclear war. We're not going to be allowed to blow this earth up. 
And then maybe the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Sure. So there you go. So get prepared. Now, do you think he's saying that because there were those rumors that there was going to be a close call with an asteroid on election day? Sure. Why not? Because, I mean, other than that, you know, the, the religious people aren't really big on the whole asteroids hitting the earth thing. I mean, well, if you frame it up as it being the wrath of God, then they'll buy it. Yeah. Was it the wrath of God but that killed the dinosaurs? Say, it's, it's, you know, it, it's not science, Chris. It's not science. <laughs> not science. Okay? Oh, okay. It's a supernatural power. <laughs> it is God Almighty saying, you know what? Y'all fucked up. <laughs> and the reason I know you fucked up is because you're listening to assholes like Pat Robertson. Yeah, well. I mean, if, if Trump does get reelected, then... I do hope that a fucking asteroid comes and hits the earth because. No, I hope the asteroid comes and hits him. Well, yeah, I mean, in the mid, in the middle of his damn inauguration address, <laughs> him and everybody close to him standing on the dais, all of those idiots in the bleachers and boom. <laughs> Well, maybe it, maybe it won't be a asteroid big enough to wipe out all life on Earth. Maybe just that little section of life. Maybe by the time that it gets here, it's going to break up and it's really tiny. Because, I mean, really, like, God doesn't want to kill everybody, right? I mean, he just wants to, to kill the people that are following the adul adulterer and cheat and liar and commandment breaker, right? Yes. So the rest of us who actually have a head on our shoulders, he doesn't want to kill us, right? Well, he shouldn't. Okay. Right? I mean, you know. It's your God, you tell me. I didn't vote for him. <laughs> no, not that. Not not Trump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. You know who I do think is, is amongst not just, okay. So in the, in the realm of evil people in, in, uh, Washington, besides the three main idiots, right? Besides Trump and, uh, McConnell and Lindsey Graham, I truly think that some of the most evil people are the, um, Oh, what is what is it called? The the Senate Leadership Committee that is paying for um, attack ads on TV. Well, which one? There's it's it's there's the, tons of those stupid committees. But they are but but it says that it was paid for by the Senate Leadership Committee. So I'm assuming that that's I don't one. think that's legal. Okay. So they they are attacking. Um, um, what's his name? Jamie Harrison here, who's going up against Lindsey yes. Graham. Something terrible. Like, mm -hmm. like they literally had a commercial on the other day when I was on Hulu where 
they tried to say that um they um who's the guy in the senate uh that's a democrat that's kind of high up chuck schumer chuck schumer they were say they had a clip of chuck schumer saying that if if democrats control the senate then everything is on the table and i think it was taken from a thing of covid relief like an interview that he did okay and so they took that and warped that as um taking your guns away um uh late term abortions and what was the other one um health care for immigrants for illegal immigrants and i i was thinking about it i was like how stupid do you have to be to believe one that you don't do any research and just take that at face value of what he said and then to extrapolate the three things that they point out as being what the senate is going to like focus their time on and then I was like, well, these are the same idiots that elected fucking Lindsey Graham. So what do I know? Right. Right. And it just it, it bothers me that they're putting out there really should be some kind of attack ad legislation where like you have to put in where you get your facts from. So that people can go and look at all this shit. So the Senate Leadership Fund has uh-huh. nothing to do with the Senate. Okay. It is a super PAC. Of course. Uh, and their statement is it has one goal, to protect and expand the Republican Senate majority. When Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and Chuck Schumer, together with their army of left-wing activists, try to take it back in 2020. Yeah. Yep. So first of all, calling it the Senate Leadership Fund is misleading. Yes. See, I, this is what I don't fucking understand about our legal process, our political process. You can lie through your fucking teeth mm-hmm. and not get called on it. Yep. You can say that Hunter Biden, who was living in California at the time, took his laptop, three laptops, to a repair shop that was kind of shady on the East Coast and left them, but didn't give his name. But the guy who was working on them, who's legally blind, knows it was Hunter Biden and turned them over to the Republican Party. And they found all of this incriminating evidence about $3 million he got from the the wife of the mayor of Moscow, (laughs) which has already been proved multiple times to be a damn lie. Yep. Why? You know, I mean, there should be an attack ad that says Donald Trump is an alien. (laughs) <laughs> and you take footage from Mars Attacks, <laughs> and you know you put Melania's head on a dog, and you do all that stupid shit, and just see who believes it. Well, then, then his followers would just be like, "Oh, okay, then we need to be following aliens because nothing is going to change their fucking mind about this shit." No, they're not. Ten days. <laughs> 10 days is when it starts. Eight days by the time people are listening to this. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God forbid. (laughs) But, you know, the military is on standby. Well, yeah. You know, there is as soon, as soon 
as he wins the presidency one more time, he's going to release the vaccine and the military is going to deliver it. Okay. Have you watched Utopia on Amazon Prime? Yes. Yep. You might want to. I mean, look, there, there's so many fucked up things with that of just first and foremost, like you shouldn't be holding on to the vaccine if you have one. Correct. Until after you win an election. That is mm-hmm. the biggest piece of bullshit ever. If it if there's something out there that exists that can help people, you better be fucking releasing it because that's a, you shouldn't be holding no. off on it on a stimulus package until after the election you assholes yep <laughs> yep and i hope i hope that's the thing that bites them in the ass i really do i hope that that's the thing that that turns people around and says we can't have him in there but why these toothless morons in kentucky think they're the greatest things that ever were these morons in florida who think Ron DeSantis is the most popular governor of all time. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Good God. Yeah. Yeah. I I just don't, I've, I've stopped watching the news. I've stopped going online to news sites. Mm -hmm. I've pretty much stopped going on Facebook. If I can help it. Yeah, I just I can't take these idiots anymore, man. I I can't. I was on Facebook the other day because I was I was writing happy birthday to somebody because, you know, that's how everybody communicates for your birthday now. So I as I as I was saying that I looked and the first thing was somebody that I went to high school with that lives in New Jersey, put up a thing that said Biden's laptop matters. And it was like. Yep. No, it doesn't. But her emails. Her emails. Yeah. Chris, her emails. I personally didn't watch the the last debate. I did because I wanted to see Trump pop an eye, a blood vessel. <laughs> and that didn't happen. But you could tell he was fucking fuming the entire time. I, 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 but you go online and every, and every single person that backs him says, oh, he won. And it's like, of course he did. did he? No, he didn't. He sh- he showed that Biden guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck? Oh, it aggravates me so much. Yeah, I just I can't do it anymore. Well, ten more days. Well, I'm and I'm serious at the fact of like, if for some reason in ten days he gets reelected, I'm seriously like, where can I go? Like, I don't want to live here anymore. I don't want to live in a hateful country anymore. Well, we should find out where all those Republican business owners are going to go if Biden gets elected. <laughs> Have you heard that one? Yes. Well, I also heard that, that Trump said that he might leave the country if he loses. Well, yeah, because he knows yeah, he's going to go to that's fucking jail. fleeing prosecution. Yeah. They need to lock down the White House <laughs> and make sure every one of those guys has no way to get out of the country. Yeah. They're going to have to... They're going to have to pack Ivanka in a goddamn piano box <laughs> like they did for that guy in China. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for them to get out of the country. Uh, oh, I do like Ivanka's new billboard in Times Square. Have you seen that? No. What does it say? 
Well, they they took her Goya photo from the White House. Okay. The one where she's showing the uh, the can of Goya beans. Right. And they edited out the can of beans. So it's her on a black background. <laughs> and it says 33,404,000 plus New Yorkers, 223,381 plus Americans. And then on the next billboard, it's got Jared. And it says New Yorkers are going to suffer. And that's their problem. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so Ivanka and Jared want to sue. And this is from the Lincoln Project. And the Lincoln Project basically said, well, this, this is a truth. You did say these things and you did pose for these photos. Now, you did have a can of beans in your hands, but that's still an accurate photo of you. So sue if you must. <laughs> did you did you see the 60 Minutes thing about the Lincoln Project? The, no. the interview that they did? Mm-mm. Did you know they're all Republicans? Yes. I like I just assumed Lincoln, that Lincoln was a Republican. Right. But I just assumed that, you know, it was it was a group of pissed off Democrats that had, nope. um, you know, sights on getting him out of office. But it is Republicans, including. Yep. Um, Kellyanne Conway's Con- husband. Connie, yeah. Her husband is part of the, of the Lincoln Project. And that makes me feel yep. really good that, like, there are people that know it's bullshit that are just like, look, we're not, we're not just going to sit around and watch him destroy the country. And you know, that makes me feel a little, but, but is there enough of them? I, well, I don't know. They, they all were meeting. If only a bunch of them were senators. Well, yeah, but they were, they supposedly like for the last month of the election, they were going to, um, anybody who worked for the Lincoln project was being, I think it was brought out to Arizona or something and to triple the efforts during the last month of this and just do video after video and just start dumping them online of, and apparently they did the, the times square thing too. So good for them. I'm glad that, that they're, uh, they're doing that. Those are the true Americans. But you know the sad part of it is what? all of these billions of dollars people are spending to get elected could have changed the homeless problem, mm-hmm. changed the health care situation in the United States, cured cancer, gave every child a home, gave everybody medical care. Very true. Kept all those Mexican kids with their families. Very true. That's a, that is an excellent point. But – you know, you know, that's what makes me sad is and, and that's another thing, you know, I mean, not only should there be an age cap on running for president. Yeah, but there should be a spending cap and we should get rid of. I mean, this is never going to happen because the people who have to vote on it are the people who are in power and they can easily get rid of it. Well, and that's but until then. No, yeah, I, I agree. I also agree. I, I also think that in order to run for the the office of president, the mm-hmm. the primary debates should be a knowledge test yep. of U.S. policy and and things that happen in the government to where only qualified people could technically run. 
And, and, you know, the promise of anybody could be president still holds true, but you have to be educated at that point. You can't just be anybody. Yeah, but you can pay for your education. You can, you, you, you know, obviously you can pay to have photos doctored of your daughter on the goddamn rowing team to get into an <laughs> Ivy League school. Oh, yeah. And think that that doesn't matter. <laughs> However, <laughs> yes, I think you need to to publicly take a civics test. Yes, in front of people. You need to you need Jeff Foxworthy and who's smarter than a fifth grader to televise all of the candidates taking this live test. Yep. And prove that you're smart enough to actually be president. Yep. You have to, and I also, but and I also feel like they need to do that in order for you to vote. I know voting is a right in this country, but you have to be, you have to take a test to drive a car. You, mm-hmm. the the power of voting is just as important as driving. I think that it shouldn't be an automatic. You're 18, vote. I think it's when you're 18, you can take the test to vote. But if you don't right. pass that test, then you're not, you won't be able to vote and you can take the test multiple times because you, hopefully you would get smarter sure, and more just like involved. the driver's test. Yeah. But I think, sure. I think that, and I, I think that maybe they should be a thing of like to become a parent, you should fucking take a test, <laughs> you know, cause there's stupid people that are parents, you know, I think it yes. all should be revamped into something like that. But what you said before is absolutely true. It's the people that make these laws that will sit there and be like, well, no, we can't do that because that hurts our core, our, our core, um, voters. Chris, that's not what the Bible says. <laughs> oh, the Bible According says to the that, Bible. Okay. That voting the, Bible the Bible says that I can, I can have a gun <laughs> and that only white people can vote <laughs> and some women can vote. We don't want all of them to vote, but some women. Only the subservient ones. Yes, the one the ones who prove their value to us, the ones who make really good pie. <laughs> Not that crooked Hillary. Not that crooked Hillary or Kamala Lala Bing Bang or whatever her name is. <laughs> Not those people. No way, Chris. Yeah. Oh man. Ten days. Uh yeah, hopefully. All right, let's let's switch gears. Let's stop talking let's about. Let's move on. Yeah, I'm sure we've lost okay. half of the people that listen through to another. Oh God, they're talking about this shit again. Oh great, that means there's only one left. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, I did. You know, one of the big things since we've been in lockdown seemed to be these these uh, Zoom meeting reunion shows. Yes. You know, there was a table read of, of Princess Bride. There was a live reading of a West Wing script. Right. Well, there is, um, and they're going to miss it because this is actually happening on, on tonight, Sunday night. There is a Happy Days reunion and script read to sponsor the, to um, take contributions for the Wisconsin Democratic Party. Okay. Um, featuring Ron Howard, Henry Winkler, Anson Williams, Marion Ross, 
Donnie Most, and special guests. You'll notice I didn't say Scott Baio. Well, yeah, because Scott Baio is a, a Trump supporter. Yes. And in fact, John Stamos was lobbying to play Chachi during this reunion <laughs> and replace Scott Baio. <laughs> now, don't know if that's going to happen, but I find that freaking hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. That, that they would replace Chachi with Uncle Jesse. Oh, that's funny. Hilarious. Yes. So they're looking for 27 bucks a head. <laughs> it's not too much. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to think about it. So it's 27 bucks to watch the, the reunion. Is that the, is that the idea? You can, you can give anything you want. Okay. The smallest contribution that's predetermined is $27. I'm not sure why they came up with $27. Um, it goes up to $2,700. Oh. That's way out of my price range. Is it though? But there's also an empty box you can fill in. You okay. can give anything you were able to give. You want to give five bucks? I, you'll probably start getting emails saying, you know, for one dollar more, every dollar counts. Yeah, exactly. But there are certain rules for making a contribution and watching this. Okay. You have to be a U.S. citizen. You have to make the contribution from your own funds. And these aren't funds provided to you by anybody else. You've got to be at least 18. You cannot be a federal contractor. And you have to say, I am making this contribution with my own personal credit card and not with a corporate or business credit card or a court card issued to another person. Interesting. Hmm. So I guess the, the you know, the Democratic Save Shachi <laughs> Super PAC would not be allowed to make a big donation. Or would not be able to call you up and say, hey, Chris, uh, yeah, I'll give you $2,700 to donate to this cause. Yeah. All you got to do is donate it. You don't even have to watch it. Maybe you don't even like Happy Days. <laughs> I'm really kind of upset that I do not see Leather and Pinky Tuscadero listed on this. Well, I mean, maybe. It's very disappointing. Maybe they're just Very busy. disappointing. I don't know. And what about Laverne and Shirley? Well, Laverne's dead. Yeah. And <laughs> what about Shirley and Frank DeFazio? Isn't but isn't Shirley like crazy? Isn't she like? I don't know if I'd call her crazy. Oh, okay. I thought she was one of those with like mental health issues. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> uh. Her wiki page does not really say much. <laughs> uh, she was married to Bill Hudson of the Hudson Brothers. They were okay. divorced in 2000. They've got two kids, and she's a practicing Catholic. Uh, well, there you go. Religion. Um, she was in a movie called Waiting in the Wings, still waiting. Not sure what that is. That sound that. I'm going to say that probably sounds like a Kirk Cameron movie. But he's not Catholic. No, but you know, those, those pro God 
films that are always coming out. It sounds, I sound like a dick when I say it that way. I don't mean to say it that way. (laughs) There's, but, but you know, that, that, that side of cinema that is pro religion, like I, I've got a stuntman friend who's part of it. Okay. So like, like God isn't dead and all those like pro whatever, um, you know, it's a story of a, of a, um, of a lost youth who, who's gone astray in life and he meets a, a pastor that brings him back to the light type of bullshit. Like it, I, I would bet that, that if her Wikipedia is saying that she's a practicing Catholic and that is on her filmography, those are the kinds of people that they look at for those kinds of movies. I'm, I'm digging myself. Well, in the hole here. I will- Put your put your mind to rest. Okay. It is not a Kirk Cameron movie. Okay. It's a uh, movie that follows the trials and triumphs of actors waiting tables in Times Square. Oh. While dreaming of the Broadway stage, the reality of slinging hash under fluorescent lights mixes sweet aspirations with bitter drama. There's no people like show people, <laughs> and there's no telling what can happen. <laughs> Star, it features Lee Merriweather, Cheetah Rivera, Sally Struthers, Ed Asna, 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 Asner, <laughs> Bruce Valanche, and Cindy Williams. Bruce Valanche? What year was that put out? Bruce, 2018. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah. It's got a 6.8 out of 10 stars on uh, IMDb. Wow. Okay. Then forget my little diatribe from before. <laughs> the the tagline was, "It doesn't take fame to be fabulous." Oh, okay. So the East Coast showgirls is like pretty much, yeah, but old showgirls. Ah, uh, okay. Uh. Well, good for her that they're still working, I guess. Yeah. Hey. Everybody needs to work. <laughs> That's true. So That's right. So this week, we were talking about it last week. Uh, we've talked about my science project as a movie. Yep. And so I wanted to watch the trailer, and apparently the entire film was on YouTube. So, oh, and not, okay. not like the official so you YouTube, like, like movie channel where you can watch it with ads. This was just a straight up movie. Like somebody uploaded the videotape or something. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it was a okay. little better quality. So I'm assuming it was a DVD. Um, but so the, the whole thing, if you didn't listen last week, we were talking about John Butel, Butel. I don't know how to say his last name. The writer of last starfighter. And he also uh-huh. wrote my science project and he also directed it, which was something that I wasn't aware of until I watched it. Um, uh-huh. Without the eight, mid eighties references and the obvious call outs to eighties pop culture and all the other stupid shit that's in there, it kind of holds up. 
It holds up okay. way better than I thought it would. Um, I guess, I guess as a director, he had watched kind of what they did. Cause this came out a year after last Starfighter. Um, so he watched what Nick Castle did on last Starfighter and okay. tried to emulate it. The, a lot of the music cues sound the same. The, the things that happen in it aren't not that they're the same, but, um, you can see him writing off of like the same cues. He knows that it, at a certain point he needs to get their, his characters to a certain place type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm, I'm sure that the budget was not very high and it's got a okay. bunch of visual effects in it. Special effects. If you want to call it that at the time, cause there was no computers for this kind of shit. Um, but the way that they did it was very cautious and very like, we're going to, we need it. We need to have a spaceship and a hangar. So what we're going to do is we're going to have somebody create like, um, like a map painting and of the spaceship and we're going to shoot it so that, um, they're welding and they're cutting apart the bottom of the spaceship and the shot is from above the spaceship, so they don't have to comp anything on top of it. Everything's happening underneath it. And shot in a way to where, however many years later, 35 years, that okay. they, don't look, they don't look bad. They don't look dated. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it holds up on, along the par of like before Lucas fucked with like Empire Strikes Back. Okay. You know, it's, it's decent, decent effects for the time, but used very sparingly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that the, the biggest offender is the, there's a point at which this, they find a, the main dude finds an engine from a spaceship and it's actually a time portal thing. And they plug right. it into a power source that happens to be on an electrical grid and it goes haywire and it turns the school into this weird uh, dimensional rift. And as they're walking through, there's people from the past and people from the future and they enter the gym and it's the prehistoric period and a T-Rex walks in and the T-Rex is probably the biggest offender visual effects wise. Um, Okay. But it's not on screen for very long. So um, if you can get past you know, the eighties thing of, of two guys calling each other gay in a derogatory way, uh, you know, like the eighties shit does. If you can get past, um, what's his name? Fisher, Fisher Stevens, Fisher Stevens. Yeah. If you can get past his weird, um, grease to audition look that he's got going. <laughs> okay. Like there's literally a scene where they're in a typing class and he's got a cigar in his mouth and shades on and his hair's slicked back and he's got like fingerless gloves on and he's like typing with one finger. Like it's, it's very, and I think that's why Michelle Pfeiffer fell in love with him. (laughs) Isn't that who who he's married to? Is it Michelle Pfeiffer or is it Cameron Diaz? Like in real life? Yeah. Uh, Oh, I don't know. Really? Well, quick, look it up. I am. But it's 
It's a very strange. He's married to somebody named Alexis Bloom. Oh, I swear to God, he was married to somebody better. <laughs> uh, well, you know, after he did the the brown face in Short Circuit, he might have hurt his credibility. But he is brown faced, isn't he? Well, they they added more because they wanted him to look Indian. Well, he needed a tan. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, it doesn't have any of his personal life on his Wikipedia page, so I don't know. Well, damn it! <laughs> Why not? I don't know. Um, and this would be, and my science project happened right before Short Circuit, so. Um, it doesn't have the cast on him. Okay, here Maybe. it goes. Wait. Okay. What? Here it is. Wait. 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 Where is it? Huh? Wait. Wait, 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 wait. He was in Weird Science? Stand by. Yeah? And? No? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> she was married to Peter Horton for a while. And then... She had a three-year relationship with actor-producer Fisher Stevens. Who? Wait, who are you talking about? Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, okay. And then she married TV producer David E. Kelly. Oh, okay. (laughs) But apparently, while taking acting classes in Los Angeles, Pfeiffer was taken in by a seemingly friendly couple who ran a metaphysics and vegetarian cult. (laughs) (laughs) Much of her money went to the group. I was brainwashed. I gave them an enormous amount of money. <laughs> what is it with Hollywood actors falling for cults? I think we need to start our own cult, Chris. I mean, there was that weird the, sex the cult. Dance monkey dance cult. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nexium that uh, Allison Mack from Smallville was part of. Yeah, and the chick from Battlestar Galactica. Like, what the fuck? Wait, Katie? No, Katie not, Sackhoff? not Katie Sackhoff. Oh. She played okay. she played Callie in um Battlestar Galactica. She was one okay. of like the, the, the deck people. Um I can't think of her name. Um but she was also in that cult, like got brand her they branded her, her vagina or something, whatever that weird thing was. Ew. <laughs> All right then. You're the one that told me about it. I don't know why you're saying that. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Oh, Nexium. Yeah. Hmm. Well, well, I too had some television watching this week, Chris. Yeah. What'd you watch? Actually, I am in the middle of the Disney movie, The Treasure of Matacumbe. What the fuck is that? Well, if you if you look at the the movie poster for it, it's got a big picture of like a skull on it, and it looks like it's going to be like this kind of horror voodoo kind of thing. Okay. Um, I will start this by saying it is the first movie I've seen on Disney plus that has the, you may be a racist warning in front of it. Oh, really? Yes. And according to common sense media.org, 
parents need to know that Treasure of Matagumbe is a Disney adventure movie based on a 1961 novel. There is a degree of threat throughout as the main character, Davy, and his friends are pursued by aggressive baddies. <laughs> there are several gunfights, including a child firing a gun. Ooh. Set in 1869, it includes some dated social concepts. A black character is referred to as, cover Chris, the black. <laughs> While Native American characters are portrayed as mysterious and otherly. Otherly? Otherly. The Ku Klux Klan try to hang a white man, but are scared off when flaming bottles are thrown at them. <laughs> Um, it is definitely an outdated movie. Okay. It's it's a it to me, and I'm only halfway through it because at two hours, that's a damn ass Disney movie from the '60s. Wow. Most of those were like 90 minutes or less. Yeah. And then you get your free pizza. <clears throat> so, <laughs> um, it very much takes the Tom Sawyer approach to this. It's after the Civil War, but black people still aren't necessarily free in the South. And it starts out with a, a black man returning to the white plantation where he lived after the Civil War. Okay. And there's a group of there's a, a white sheriff and another guy who were after him. Um, the whole idea is that this this black man found out about a mysterious treasure in the Florida Keys. Um, so this, the sheriff and this other guy, um, who's called Captain Spangler, who is played by Vic Morrow. Vic Morrow. Do you know why Vic Morrow is happy? Yes. Wow. Who was decapitated during a film, filming filming a scene in Twilight Zone, the movie. Yeah, by a helicopter. They, they killed exactly. two kids, too. That's right. It's <clears throat> the reason why kids so can't the work kids... at night. That's right. Thank you, Vic Morrow, for giving your life. <laughs> uh, so the, the, the white kid... Who's, who lives in the, the, the plantation with his aunts and his his black friend who lives on the plantation too. We're not really given any backstory on him, but they end up escaping as the slave character gets killed. Mm. And they go off in search of this treasure. They have a, um, a treasure map that was written in invisible ink <laughs> in a book that they apparently... Um, the guy who told the black, the slave about the treasure was, um, I guess the nephew of the ants. He's, he's, he's said to be the uncle of this boy. Okay. So it has their escaping. They escape on a They escape on a steamship on a big paddle wheel or headed towards New Orleans. And they end up getting thrown overboard and they meet up with a kind of a snake oil salesman, which is kind of straight out of Huck Finn. Um, there's a female character. There's a big dance number. <laughs> it's, it is an interesting movie. Wow. Very interesting movie. Um, 
there's a, a cameo by Dick Van Patten, who plays a uh, a gambler pulling a three Monty con <laughs> on the riverboat. <laughs> so, um, interesting movie. I I'm I think I appreciate the parental warnings now after seeing exactly why. Okay. Um, but I don't understand why they would not then release other movies. You mean like, and we don't have to get into that today. Like song of the South. Okay. So I really, I, um, you know, that's all I can say. (laughs) It's a fun little movie. It's got Peter Ustinov as kind of the snake oil salesman. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's worth checking out. Okay. Worth checking out. Um, I do have a movie I really recommend. Okay. It is on Amazon Prime, and it is called Blow the Man Down. Okay. Um, Pitch it to me. It's got... uh, So, uh, there are these two girls. It takes place in a really isolated... Um, fishing village in Maine. It got a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Um, the mother of the two girls has passed away. So the two girls are kind of dealing with the family business, which was a, uh, a seafood meat shop kind of thing. Um, you mean a fish store? One of the, a fish store. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the younger sister ends up getting attacked by this this fishy smelling <laughs> redneck down easter guy and she ends up killing him with a harpoon. Oh nice. So what are so what do the two sisters do? Why they decide to hide the body. Of course. And it just sets these dominoes in motion. But every time you think you've got it figured out, there's another twist. Oh, I like those. And things. it's really well done. Okay. Um, it features Margot Martindale, who was in, remember the TV show, The Riches, with yeah. Eddie Izzard and Minnie Driver? Mm-hmm. She played the neighbor lady whose husband was gay. Right. She's been on a bunch of stuff. She's had some different sitcoms. Um, she's really good. Okay. Um, the other one, the other name in this cast is June Squibb. Okay. Uh, if you watch Big Bang, she is the the old woman who played Sheldon's Mima. Right, right, right. Who looks nothing like his Mima, young Sheldon. Of course not. But um, you know, there's kind of the 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 backwoods hick sheriff and his deputy who are trying to solve the the mystery, and they come to the girl's house, and the girls kind of freak out, and it's like, oh my god, what's he doing here? And it's like, well, you know, a body washed up on shore. And the girls had taken the body, chopped it up, and put it in a in a um, igloo cooler, <laughs> and threw it off a cliff. So they're like, "Oh my God, we're gonna get found out." They found, you know, somehow the body came out of the cooler. He washed up on shore. No, it's another body, Chris. <laughs> and I can't. I'm not gonna tell you anything else because I really think you would like this movie. Okay, I, I just wanted to watch it down. Later. 
down to the last freaking frame of the film, there's stuff going on. And it's really well done. Wow. And I'm going to leave the rest to you. Okay. The, the only weird, it's, I, I feel it's kind of Fargo-esque. But there are these weird interstitials peppered throughout the movie of these, I don't know if they're supposed to be phantom fishermen, but these fishermen standing on the rocky coastline singing sea shanties. <laughs> okay. Like blow the man down. Okay. And like, there's nothing that says, Oh, there's a legend that when, you know, you hear blow the man down wafting over the wind that, you know, there'll be a, a body will be found or what, nothing like that. It's just like, Oh, and here's the little musical number <laughs> and back to the story. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, really worth checking out. Okay. Really worth checking out. I think I thought it was really good and I passed it several times, not watching it. Okay. Um, Oh, Annette tool is in it. I didn't even recognize her. <laughs> yeah. Watch it. Let me know. It's, it's got a four out of five stars on Amazon. Uh, Cody of the Chicago Reader says, it's an incredibly cunning mystery with a charming cast of characters who ultimately crack under the pressure of keeping up with their appearances. One of the one-star reviews on Amazon is, couldn't get past the foul mouths. I had, I had to give it up after the first 15 minutes. I hoped the language would improve, but it didn't, so I just turned it off. People who like this movie must be used to hearing foul, crude language in their daily lives. They must be, because it didn't affect me at all. So, wait, hang on. I was at a ball game with my wife and children, and some young men behind us were whooping it up, and one of them was using really foul language. I asked him to watch his language around my family. He did clean things up, and I heard him ask his friends, what did I say? He was so used to talking like that and didn't realize that what he was saying. It is possible to communicate with others without using profanity. That's your, that's your um, review? Come hmm. on, man. All right, Karen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think you would like it. I think you should check it out. Okay. Yeah, I marked it as uh, on my watch list, so. Okay. And we'll have to take a look at that. Oh, and, and an interesting note, um, the chick from Battlestar Galactica's name was Nikki Klein. And okay. her bio um, on Internet Movie Database is Nikki Klein was born on February 11th, 1983 in Vancouver, British Columbia. She is an actress known for Battlestar Galactica, John Tucker Must Die, and Saved. She has been married to Allison Mack since February 2017. Oh! Yeah. I didn't even know that about Allison Mack. <clears throat> well, guess what? <laughs> I think it's a green card situation to keep her in the country. Maybe. You don't want to go back to that horrible Canada place. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, she was. Um, Allison Mack was a co-founder of that. Yeah. Nexium thing. Yes. And like was sleeping with the Keith guy. So. Well, and finding other young girls to sleep with that guy. Right. So I'm I'm wondering how, why she's now married to a woman. 
Like, that's weird. I don't know. I mean, like, to each their own, but weird. Yeah. Ah, uh, Hollywood. <laughs> Weirdly taken in with cults. That's, you know, I think we need our own cult, Chris. <laughs> we could be the cult of the 10-year-old Twinkie. What? The 10-year-old Twinkie? Yes. Okay. Apparently. Go ahead. Dig yourself out. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I heard this on NPR, so it's true. It's got to be okay. true. Okay. Um. Uh, okay. So this is the real story. So there was a story several years ago about a 40-year-old Twinkie in Maine. Okay. Um, this, this Twinkie is actually eight years old. The, the guy, Colin Purrington, who sounds like the name of somebody's cat. <laughs> or a porn come name. Here, come here, Mr. Purrington. <laughs> yeah. Um, he purchased a case of Twinkies back in 2012 because he heard that Hostess was going bankrupt and Twinkies might disappear forever. Okay. So he had a craving for sweets last week and dug out the carton of Twinkies. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, so the Twinkies apparently are supposed to uh, have a shelf life of 45 days. <laughs> he removed a Twinkie from the box, unwrapped it, it looked fine, and took a bite. Oh, he said, it tasted like old sock. Not that I've ever eaten old sock. <laughs> he said, it looked fine. He said, two of them looked weird. <laughs> they were gray, shrunken, and wrinkly. Well, what, what was he expecting? Like, did he really buy into the fact that, like, Twinkies would survive a nuclear blast? Yes. He gets all of his Twinkie information from Wally. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Maybe the human race shouldn't survive. Uh, well, <laughs> once that asteroid hits, Chris. I mean, that, that's like wondering why you got sick from eating like, like food that was in a refrigerator that wasn't quite cooling enough after like a week. Well, isn't that the old, when you're standing at the fridge and you sniff the milk carton and go, this smells bad. Here, try it. My mother, <laughs> somebody next to you. My mother was, was known for that. She would constantly <laughs> be like, here, taste this. And you taste and be like, oh, she's like, it tastes bad, right? Be like, what are you doing? <laughs> She'd do that shit uh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. People have to stop believing everything that they see on fucking TV, right? That's funny. Yeah, he's watching that. That dude's watching fucking Wally and um, Zombieland, where they find the truck full of um, snowballs, and the, yep. he just like rips it open and starts eating it. Yeah, that's not gonna hold, man. Sorry. It's in the movies. It's got to be true. <laughs> uh, 
God, these people. God bless America. Mm, something. <sighs> yeah. Have you have you watched any of the show on Hulu called Monsterland? No. It's so it's it's new, isn't it? Yes. It's it's a. I want to say they're trying to be the horror, the American horror version of Black Mirror. And okay. they, each one of the eight episodes happens in a different city. I saw that the, uh, yeah. And I've seen, seen it. I haven't watched it. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting. There are some really good episodes and some really not good episodes. Mm, okay. It, there's a there's a real like hit and miss thing about it, and okay. It, one of the weird things is that in a couple of them there are no resolutions. I'm not totally through all eight episodes yet, so I don't know if it all builds to something. Okay. But like the first episode just ends at a certain point, and you're like, oh, okay. I guess we're going to pick this up in the next one. Next one happens in like Louisiana and it's got nothing to do with anybody else. And you're like, uh, okay. Oh, but the stories within it are kind of cool and it's kind of Halloween. Hmm. So I would suggest if you got nothing to watch, um, okay. Don't necessarily base it on the first episode. Okay. Um, I would kind of watch a couple of them before you're like, yay or nay. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I don't really want to give anything away, so I'm not going to. Okay. But, uh, yeah, very, very interesting. Do you watch anything else? Uh, I finished Ryan Murphy's Hollywood. Yeah. Was it any good? I really, really liked it. Okay. Patty Lapone and Holland Taylor are great in it. Okay. Once you get over the first few episodes where he's trying to shock you with, with nudity and gay themes and all that kind of crap, once he get past that... <laughs> It's a really good story in which there's a straight couple. He's he's a former soldier trying to make his make it big in Hollywood with his pregnant wife. There's an interracial couple who the guy's a screenwriter, the girl is an, an actress, and there's a gay couple, the the who's also interracial, the black guy is a screenwriter, the white guy is Rock Hudson. Okay. <laughs> um and it just kind of follows their stories as they get the script. They're all part of the same movie being produced and how they interact and things they kind of have to are told to do to be acceptable. Like the, the, the black girl ends up getting cast in a movie where she plays a maid. Okay. Um, and she, She's she plays her first scene really straight 
you know, like she's a, a, a character, you know, a, a human being, a character. Right. And the director tells her to um, be more like um, Butterfly McQueen in um, Gone with the Wind. Okay. You know, Miss Scarlet, I don't know nothing about birth and no babies. Right. So she becomes a caricature of a black woman. Um, every one of her scenes that she's in, she has some stupid little business like that. Um, ultimately, she she pulls something on the on the set where she she changes a line and she gets screamed at, and um, she ends up getting cast in the film that's written by the black guy. It's directed by her half Filipino husband, um, produced by Patty Lapone, whose husband Rob Reiner has a heart attack, so she's in charge of the studio. Um, there are things. I mean, it, there there are cross burnings. There are all this crazy fucked up stuff that was really part of early Hollywood. Hmm. And then the final episode, and I'm still not sure how this sits with me because the final episode is a fantasy in which everything these characters worked for actually made a difference. Okay. So the black screenwriter is now well-respected and he's married to Rock Hudson and they can hold hands in public. And the black girl who is the leading lady who was being boycotted and, you know, um, harassed and stuff is now, you know, doing multi multi features and blah, 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 blah. So it's, it's a perfect Hollywood ending, which I like because unlike that other TV show, <laughs> this wrapped it all up. Okay. So it wasn't, it may not have been realistic, but it was really satisfying to me in, in the, to the point that they could easily do another season and maybe it takes place in the sixties. And it's a totally different story, just like American Horror Story. You know, it becomes an anthology. Okay. The acting was really good. Um, there are some characters in this who are so freaking hilarious. There's a film editor who's an old, old, crusty guy. Um, Jim Parsons' character, who's this kind of sleazy uh, talent manager, ends up becoming a producer on the... Um, on the film because he feeds a, a news story to this shitty gossip columnist. And then he takes it to Patty Lapone's character and says, you know, this is going to run in tomorrow's paper. You've got to do something about this. I can help. And he ends up, you know, making the problem go away with some of his friends. Right. <laughs> but when he becomes a producer, he's trying to influence the final cut and he wants to make changes. And this editor is like, who the fuck are you? I've been editing for 40 years here. And I, and it's, it's just really funny. <laughs> and something really incredibly horrible happens at the end of the next to last episode. Okay. That you're like, oh my God, it's over. <laughs> but it's not. Oh. Definitely worth watching. Um, like I said, Holland Taylor, mm -hmm. really, really good. Um, Jim Parsons, slime bag, <laughs> slime bag. I would say one of his best lines is, um, there is a gas station that provides escorts okay. to all types of people. 
uh, and um, at the end, he is talking to the the older guy who's Dylan McDermott, Dermot Mulrooney, whichever one it is. Um, he's he's talking to him, and he's trying to like buy the business from him, <laughs> and he goes to Dermot Mulrooney, Mick Mulrooney. <laughs> whatever <laughs> and says why don't you stick that why don't you take me out back to that trailer slap me around a bit and stick that big pickle of yours in my mouth for for old time's sake oh, Jesus. <laughs> which i think might be my new ringtone <laughs> <laughs> but it's really worth checking out you have to get over the first few episodes okay um, but after that, once it gets into the story and the Hollywood system and, um, I really, really liked it. Okay. I would say it's worth checking out. Did you it's watch Netflix? Did you watch Ratcheted? I have not watched Ratcheted. My, my father was raving about that. My father's not one to ever like, um, recommend TV shows. Yeah, he's always like, you know, everybody likes their own thing. But we were doing a family Zoom call last week and he was like, has anybody yeah. watched Ratcheted on Netflix? And I said, no, I've seen it, but I haven't watched it yet. And he's like, everybody should go watch this show. And I was like, whoa. OK, so if he's like out there, like saying it, it must be really yep. good. Hmm. So that might be worth something, too. That might be the next thing to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Murphy definitely has his core group of players. Mm -hmm. You know, Sarah Paulson, Finn Whitrock, um, Jessica Lange. Mm -hmm. But he also pulls in all of these really good character actresses. Okay. Um, so he's got, I mean, I guess Rosanna Arquette is in Ratchet. Um, Vincent D'Onfrio, Amanda Plummer, Sharon Stone. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, his his stuff is hit or miss. There there were seasons of American Horror Story I just couldn't get into. Right. Um. So yeah, maybe he should just do like one-offs. <laughs> He can do like 50 series that all have different subject matters and you can use some of the same actors, but they're not related. Nobody cares. There's no, no through point. <laughs> well, isn't that the thing with like an American horror story where like he keeps using the same actors, but they're well, different characters. Yes. Okay. Yes. Season to season. There are people like Jessica Lange who played totally different characters like the one-legged German snuff film star who had a sideshow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I guess you can take them or leave them. It's worth checking out. Okay. So I guess I'm going to have to, you know, search out Ratchet. Yeah. I, I, I'm probably going to have to do that too. Mm-hmm. What else you got? Uh, nothing. 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 No, that was you know went through my list. 
Do we go through your list? Okay. Hmm? You went through my list. Okay. Well, there's something else on my list, but I don't think it's something you'd be interested in. Why? I, f- I found this BBC series on Prime Okay. that I'm really into called Dickensian. Dickensian. Okay. Dickensian. So it starts Christmas Eve, the year Jacob Marley dies. And all of these different characters from Charles Dickens novels Mm -hmm. are interwoven into it. So it kind of makes sense that, you know, these characters lived in the same time period of London. They were all from that same... um, economic demographic okay so there's characters from from oliver twist and there's characters from great expectations and uh christmas carol and all this kind of stuff and it's it's really cool okay um the only the only actor of any note that you may know is stephen ray and he plays this um brand new police detective who's trying to solve the murder of jacob marley okay but the Cratchits are in it, and a young Scrooge is in it, younger Scrooge is in it. And it's kind of cool the way that they, they – this is all taking place before you ever knew their story from Dickens' point of view. Okay. So it's not like these are the events of A Christmas Carol and these are the events of Oliver Twist. But these are those same characters before you meet them later on. And why do you think I wouldn't like it? I don't know. It's a very theater kind of thing. What are you trying to say? I'm not I don't know. You're more of a head. You're kind of a headbanger. <laughs> I'm a, I am like an onion, man. I have many <laughs> levels. Peel me back and look at all the Maybe different you, things. You smell bad when you get cut open? Is that what you mean? I'm sure I do. I don't, but I don't know that for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe you will like it. I like I like a great many things. Okay. Well then check it out and let me know what you think. Okay. Yes, for instance, there was yesterday we were watching something downstairs and one of the YouTubers that my wife and my kid watches was singing a song from um Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. And she was singing Think of Me. And I started singing the male Who's part. Who's singing this? The, the chick on the on the video. Oh, one of the YouTubers. And I started singing the male my t- part. My ten-year-old. And the, the, my ten-year-old and my wife both turned around and stared at me, and I was like, "Yes, I've seen Phantom of the Opera. Yes, I know the song." And I was like, "What the fuck, man? Like, I like certain things that I'm not a total heathen." Yeah, I mean. I, I may present one. I I may look like a science fiction nerd, but there are many subtle levels. There are many different shades of gray. I will when it comes warn you that Chris. Fifty Shades of Chris. That's right. Um, this does have twenty episodes, and they're all about an hour long. Okay. So just be prepared. Okay. It's gonna suck you in. <laughs> are both seasons just on saying. Prime? It's it's one season on Prime. That's 20 which, episodes. It only shows 10 episodes. Uh, okay, it shows 20 on 
IMDb, and it also says they're season one. Hmm. Hmm. Let me see what happens if I click on this. It does say 10 episodes. How many did you Oh, I wonder if they're double. I've watched five? (laughs) I think... Why is this not connecting? Um... Come on. Uh, Dickinson. Actually, I think I've watched seven. Dickensian. Dickensian. Uh, so maybe they were half episodes. Half an hour episodes. Okay. And they're they're showing. I mean, that's hour? that would be my guess. Okay. They're fifty-seven, fifty-eight minutes. Last one's an hour eighteen. Okay. Yeah, maybe. It's weird that they're only labeled with like episode whatever number it is as opposed to like titles because then you can match it up. But maybe that's why it's like that on there. I don't know. All right. So I'll have to watch that. I'm starting to find Prime is kind of hit or miss. As far as like the types of things. Content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like it says, I have access to all of these stations, uh-huh. but then when I go to the station, I can't watch it on my laptop and stream it. I have to watch it on my phone. Okay. So according to internet movie database, um, mm-hmm. episode one or season one, episode eleven is is the first one that does not have watch on Prime Video under the oh the episode. So well, that's gonna suck ass. Yeah, and especially because like those were released in like 2016, which you would think that they would have by then. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to ruin your uh, your vibe there. Yeah. Weird. And only those ten episodes are available on BrickBox too. Weird. I wonder why. <laughs> Fucking Amazon. As the DVD, all 20 episodes. It's weird because if you're going to watch, if you're going to buy the episodes on Prime for $1.99 mm-hmm. each or 15 bucks for the season, it's only season one. Really? Yeah. All right, then. But I'm going to buy you Tyler Perry's well, of Medea Halloween. That is on like every four or five days <laughs> on one of those channels. 
on the 31 days of Halloween that includes movies that aren't Halloweenish. Yeah. Yes. Good times. Is your family going to watch the Hocus Pocus reunion on Friday night? I'm sure they are. Make sure they know about it. I'm sure they do. Is that the thing that they were... It's only $6. That they were back in costume filming in front of a blue screen? Yes. That I saw pictures of? Yeah, they're they're well aware. Okay. Yep. The movie that Sarah Jessica Parker has no memory of? (laughs) (laughs) Really? That's what she says. Or maybe that's what she said when... I thought horses had good memories. She, um... Oh, good times. All right, then. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Wear your mask and vote.